Welcome right down the only Alex and Peppers podcast that dares ask what is good or what is bad. I'm Jimmy Alex and Peppers. Your question, I'm George Caesar, my co-host. Man who is the Chase Utley to my Ryan Howard, it's Saifietti. Oh, uh, is in that scenario, is Chase Utley worse or better than Ryan Howard? Uh, I mean, we can look at OPS, but I think that they were both equally important to that team. Well, Chase Utley was a second baseman, right? That's true. So positionally yeah, more important. It's kind of hurtful. To be honest, by the Jimmy Rollins. <laughs> I mean, you know it, my man. We'll, we'll introduce nice. you in just a moment. Uh, Sai, how's your week going? Good. Uh, Chid, I have an important question for you. Yes. Uh, is it proper etiquette when you're doing a uh, work Zoom holiday thing with your with your coworkers uh, to make a uh, January sixth joke? Ooh, did you make the joke? I sure. I, no, I sure did. <laughs> Uh, so my, my former boss, who's no longer my boss, uh, was doing holiday trivia and they asked when Mardi Gras season started and, uh, January 6th is the formal and the formal date that Mardi Gras season starts or something like that. And I said, Oh, so that's what all those people were at the white house celebrating. (laughs) And, uh, I got some laughs and then I got some uncomfortable looks and, uh, I realized quickly that they shouldn't let me drink when I'm on work functions. You're too online, I gotta say. I'm that's, too uh, online. You're too online. I'm too that's online. That's a that's a very online. Online's clouding your judgment, man. Chid, you you're are too the online. Last person you gotta get offline. Tell anybody that they're too online. Log off, Sai. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am having a Sierra Nevada uh, Fresh Hop Celebration IPA. Hmm. Uh, every year they they put it out around Christmas time. It's delicious. And uh, I love fresh hop season. I wish that that was a thing in New England. It's more of a West Coast kind of thing. Hmm. So our our boy Jacob Jarecki uh, sent me some fresh hop beer a while ago. And it was just... shouts out to Jarecki. He's not been on the show, right? We haven't had Jarecki on He's before. not been on the show yet. He's, in the, dis- he's in the Discord, though. The Twitch, you mean? Yeah, the Twitch. The Twitch. How's your week going, Chad? It's good. It's been busy. I have glitter all over my face. You probably can't see it, but oh. I uh, we had a winter solstice party here tonight. Spoiler of when this is being recorded. And uh, oh, my invite must have gotten lost in the mail. I mean, it was a party for my immediate family. So until yeah. or unless I formally adopt you, then you are not my son. I'm sorry. Uh, I am your immediate family. I don't understand. Okay. Uh, so we we there were some candles and some gratitudes and uh they're still candles they're burning right in front of me i can hold them up but anyway uh there's a glitter candle and apparently i rubbed my face after i lit it and then now my face is glitter all over it and i can't did you share gratitudes with your family for me i shared the yes i the one of the gratitudes that my my son said so we asked like what their kids gratitudes were and what they want to achieve or accomplish in the next year, you know, as the days get longer. And my son said he is, he was grateful for his house and his family and that we have money and that we have food. He wants to achieve helping keep the world clean and helping families that don't have money. And also one, and he said, and also one time I, I picked up dog poop because the, it was dirty. And I said, that, that was what he said. I said, that's great. That's, he did a good job cleaning. <laughs> very proud of you. Yeah. It's very, here, I, I'm glad that we're raising you to try to care about other people and also clean up dog food. It's great. So Yeah, that's that's a good thing to be grateful for. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how that story ended. I don't know if this was today. I don't, I don't know if he washed his hands afterwards. Who knows? Anyway, if my son's throwing up all night, I'll know why. So today's guest is here to talk about the best soccer player in the world, arguably, although maybe not as arguably right now, a uh, recent winner of the World Cup for Argentina as national team. Well, our guest recently won the World Cup? No. Uh, our guest, you may know him from the uh, Philly Voice, I believe, also formerly Deadspin, also many other publications. And he's a, a baron of the free market, someone who really believes in the invisible hand. It's your friend and ours, Brian Hickey. How are you? Brian, how you doing? Not bad. Um, and I'm more than happy to talk about other things besides Messi, who has like brought any need for me to care about sports to an end, except for my son and the Philadelphia Union. But well, let, let, so let's. You're you've long been a Messi uh, lover and a Messi believer. I think that that's two things that anyone who follows you on the internet is aware of. Acolyte, yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess first of all, like. I'm just curious, how did he give birth to Mbappe when he was only, he's only like, what, less than 10 years older than him? I don't know yeah. how he's his dad. 
it's amazing. Like it was because of the way that match went the other day, and just I mean Mbappe scoring the way he did. And I've, I've watched him a little bit here and there, not like as closely. And he's just the way I explained it to someone was like afterwards. Once I was able to like calm my nerves and be able to get back in touch with like reality, like he's got these cold, dead shark eyes, and it's. I mean, the soccer world is his now. He's going to run away to Real Madrid. I'm not going to be able to like do anything but hate him when he goes to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's it's amazing. His, I mean, his only non-PK in the finals was just, it was mesmerizingly good. And it was like, it blew my mind. And the soccer world is his now, especially, I mean, Ronaldo's unemployed. He's probably going to go run off to the Middle East to get his big paycheck. And Yeah, that was a lot of money they're offering him. Yeah, I mean, how can you say no to that, especially when you can't even you can't even get on the field at Man U anymore because, it, be it attitude or 37-year-old legs. What yeah. was it, like $700 million or something absurd oh, like that? Oh, no, like 130 or like... A- annually. Though, yeah, right? like yeah. hundred. It was. It was. I think two hundred total, maybe. That's a lot of money. Uh, but and, it's when you yeah. got oil, you can throw that kind of money around. So, wait, do you think? So, I guess, like, first of all, congrats to Lionel Messi, who uh, obviously, you know, winning a national championship or winning a World Cup was kind of the uh, international was kind of like the last thing that he had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I. Uh, I've always been a bit of a Argentina uh, fan, international uh, soccer. I've been since I was younger. I remember uh, the Raquel May years and uh, and being a fan. So I, 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 you know, I always kind of pull for them. Although that's like saying like, yeah, I'm always a fan of the Los Angeles Lakers. It's like the, the second rate yeah. Yankees. Yeah, exa- exactly. But um, but yeah, they they uh, they played great. I mean, that was a great. That final was incredible. Uh, really, really incredible to watch. Um, so I guess like how when have you always been a Barcelona fan? I guess that's the thing that I don't I don't know. I've never asked you before. Um, <clears throat> I, I guess I'll tell the origin story of my Messi fandom. Yeah. Um, once I like when I got jacked up by the car in two thousand eight, like hit and run, left for dead, yada. All paid attention to that and don't really care to hear about it anymore. Um, when I got home from the hospital, since since I had to wear a helmet, I couldn't like go walking around or anything. So I was stuck in a recliner, like a brown recliner in my living room in East Falls, Philadelphia. And during the day, all that's on is soccer. And I mean, I'd known of Barca. I was I was cheering for Barca, like, okay, go Barca, but not like not like fervently. Um, and then this dude's just running around the field like nothing I'd ever seen before. And it was a combination of, of both him being just this most amazing player and then my brain still healing my brain still healing from getting like turned into scrambled eggs and yeah i mean it was just from there it's just every year better and better and better and he scores what was two 2012 he scored 91 goals yeah and then like the champion it was just like it just built on itself and i don't know how much of it was so my son was born in 2010 i got ran over in 08 I rolled a soccer ball out in front of him when he was like two. So that would have been 2012. And it's just like, yeah, it wasn't, it, there was no intentionality to it, but it was just like kind of a flow where it's like, Oh my God, like here's this, this amazing thing. And then fast forward to this Sunday. And he's like, so I was a, I was an Elway fan growing up just because they always <laughs> like being from Philadelphia. Like you, you, you learn to embrace losing mm-hmm. and so I always, and being the, what's the word, um, not naysayer, but just like trying to just needle people ever since I was a little kid. A like troll. I would just, I would it's, just, it's I would being find, a troll. What's that? Being a troll. I don't, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it, it wasn't a, tr- well, I guess maybe it was a trollish thing <laughs> where it was just like, I would find some other underdog to root for because I didn't want to be like everybody else, like rooting for the loser. Uh, the- eagles and until the, they won another person that i know from philadelphia who's a big uh sports fan uh is a contrarian on purpose i think it's i think it's like just something in it's your in water DNA. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, is. Got it. it is but I, I i think i took it one step further even from youth where it was like okay like you're you're all contrarians but i'm going to be more contrarian than even the most contrarian people on earth so i picked the the orange team when I started rooting for Elway and, mm. and the Cubs. I mean, even the Cubs, but that was more of an effect of me being a latchkey kid and getting home in the middle of the afternoon and the Cubs games were on in the afternoon. Mm. Actually, it kind of, kind of mirrors in a way. I didn't get hit by a car when I was a kid, but like 
exposure to an underdog or exposure to a thing i kind of embraced are you are you enjoying yeah absolutely are you enjoying denver being an underdog now that you have dangerous wilson i can't even watch them anymore and and the worst part of it is is i mean one my kid was never a broncos fan yeah so he was what do they win i guess so he was seven going into eight when they won the super bowl yeah so it's like i mean you you're all aboard with what yeah, your kid's yeah, yeah. watching. And then, I mean, but I'm Philly at heart. So it's like, I never didn't. I didn't the only times I've ever rooted against Philly, and even this was half-hearted, was like the games when the Cubs were in town where not when I'd wear my like Rizzo jersey or my Sandberg <laughs> jersey to the vet or to the, uh, the Sydney Bank Park. Nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So the for to go back to, uh, to Barcelona. So, yeah. Um, I don't think that's like, I think that this story, well, two things. Question one, do you ever feel like uh, Drew McGarry kind of stole your corner of uh, having a, a TBI and, uh, and uh, you know, do you feel like you could have beaten him to writing a book about your story? No, I, I never have had like, and even before getting like just destroyed by a car, I've never been a person who had like, I, I came from a, a daily news background. Yeah. So like when I got out of college, I worked at like print, like newspapers and all the way and try to reel me in. If I go through like a long story and not get back to your, no, no, no. Um, I don't have the attention span to write a book. Yeah. Everybody's always, and there's been so many stories I've written that could have been books, but I, I, because of my daily crime beat experience when I worked in Atlantic City and South Carolina to look start next, um, I always wanted to get that story done and then get on to the next big yeah. step, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, but no, but uh, the drip, like, oh, I mean, I, once I knew he was able to respond, like, I, I felt horrible for him. And I still don't really know exactly what happened there. Yeah. Um, but, good for him like it's it's a good book his his book is yeah, really it's really i mean i read one of his novels previously uh and i read like his first book years and years, whatever that was 2008 or whatever yeah drew's and, uh, a really good dude like for yeah. my aj brought me into deadspin like actually as i'm like fresh out of the helmet um drew's really good people and i'm really happy to see him like doing and will too like i read will's books i haven't read drew's Will or Will's it's the book he wrote. I forget what it was called, but it was the uh what is it like a deaf mute in Georgia? Like real Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. That is oh, recent just, just yeah, recent novel, yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous prose. Um, yeah, he's a good writer. I mean that yeah. the the that's the thing that is was always underlying for that Deadspin generation. I mean, it was very clear that you were uh you guys were all really talented and really good at what you did. And, uh, yeah. and that was the thing that I really, I don't know that that really connected to me and just reading, uh, like good writing, even when, because at the time I, I'd say that like probably when I started reading Deadspin was 2007. Um, but like, that's se- before me, I yeah. started at like 10. Yeah. Seven to like 10, 11, 12, even to 13, I'd say there, like there was still like a variance of a variation of like, there'd be some longer things there and there'd be some just like short new stuff. But, yeah. um, but I don't know. It was really, it was just always really good writing. It was very fun. Good, good writers, uh, very talented people, obviously good reporters. It anyway. was a good vibe. Like I was always, I mean, I was always at home. Like I, I only went up there. I might've only gone up there once actually to like the Gawker, whatever it was called. Um, but I don't know. I was always so entrenched in in daily newspaper um, newsrooms up to that point, and even after um, that, it was a whole, it was a kind of a different world, yeah, in a way. But it was like a I don't know if clicky is the right word because I think that has a negative connotation. But it was it was a very core group and like us against the world, yeah, type of vibe. And a freedom there, especially under date, un- under AJ, where it was just like, okay, let's just go. F- oh, am I allowed to curse on this? <laughs> yeah, do whatever oh, you please. want. Well, I mean, let's just go fuck the world up, you know? And that was, I mean, that, that's what guided me. Yeah. Me. But yeah. I, I mean, I was always an outsider of a sort. I mean, I was like weekend and uh, nights guy. I'm like, all right, I'm just, because I was working full time besides that. Yeah, right, right. But it was, I loved it. Like, I yeah. really, really loved it. Yeah. Um, I think so. Uh, 
going back because I don't think I don't think Cy and there's I'm sure we have listeners who are not our listener base is like firmly uh, a third people we just know from the internet from Twitter okay. a third Deadspin and Deadspin related people and then a third other random people um, so I'm sure there's people that don't know about your your uh, the hit and run and and everything but I think you've you've already alluded to it a little bit um, yeah. so I guess like just to set stakes there so you were. You were laid up for quite a while, obviously, and it took. I read your the piece you wrote about yeah. it years um, ago, but it like your recovery was like a couple of years long, was it? Like it was no, a, no, not really. It was uh, luck, God, whatever you want to believe in. I just like I hit the ground the right way, I guess. So yeah. I was in a coma for. A, I mean, I was out for a month. I think, like medically speaking, it was like sixteen, seventeen days, but I wasn't awake yet. Yeah. Um, and then I was in a rehab hospital, not like for booze, like for physical rehab. Yeah, right. For right. another, I got out of it. So I got hit on Black Friday. So that would have been November 28th. And then I got out of the hospital, the second hospital on January 16th, 7th, something. Yeah. But then because they had to cut, like, cut, big chunks of my skull out called yeah. a double craniotomy um i would get I, would, I got those put back in the following april but in the meantime like i mean i was kind of there like i i mean i knew my name i knew where i was i knew everybody around me i, I knew this magical little soccer player on tv but i didn't i mean i wasn't there there yet yeah and but i mean but then i'd written a story about it that published in Philadelphia Magazine, I think it was in their June issue. So that would have been six, seven months, six, seven months after I got hit. So I really, I mean, it's a blur, but yeah, I mean, it, and it was almost like a snap of a finger, like I was back in a way. It's weird. Like I remember a lot of the coma, but then I don't remember like the living after waking up as much. Like I remember moments here and there. And then all of a sudden, okay, it's like back to normal. And then here a year. So Loudon was born end of June of 2010. So 17 months after I got hit. So yeah. I had to be somewhat back. Or if I wasn't back, I had to wake the hell up because I'm now my dad. Yeah, right. You know? So that'll, right. that'll wake you up. I think so, having the kid like changed my life more than the... I mean, there's yeah. no lingering... I mean, maybe attention issues, like, so, like, I'll drift off every once in a while and my shoulder still hurts, but, I mean... Yeah, yeah, So, you said that you remember parts of the coma itself? I've... For I've, most of it, actually. And forgive me for silly questions here. I've never talked to anyone who's been in a coma before. Yeah. Um. So, and, and I, you know, feel free to not answer uh, if something makes you uncomfortable, but... It was a situation that's going to happen. <laughs> that's good. Uh, so it was a situation where you got hit. Do you remember like the seconds leading up to you getting hit and then you just woke up in the hospital or? No. So I remember, I remember what, so I was home at a bar in Jersey. So I lived in Philly already, but I went to my hometown in Jersey, like where I grew up mm -hmm. hanging out with friends and <clears throat> there was an Uber then. I mean, if Uber was there, we probably not even having this conversation. Um, so I was walking to the Paco High, High Speed Line from the bar, which is a train that runs from Philly to South Jersey. Um, and it's, I mean, if, if it's a mile, it's like barely a mile away. Yeah. But it's a its a street without sidewalks and without proper streets. I probably could have made millions, chose not to. Um, I don't, I think, I mean, I remember walking out of the bar. I don't remember... I don't remember if I remember being outside of it. But then there's moments that flash in your head, but then maybe you're making it up kind mm -hmm. of thing because yeah. I'm familiar enough with that walk. Mm -hmm. Like it's it was my hometown, so I I know the area. I the thing about the coma memories is it's it's things have you ever shroomed or tripped? Uh no, I haven't. Chid definitely hasn't. No. Um, well, so with that, it's like you the movies aren't all that wrong and how they present it where like you drift in and out of memories and then you're like in one place and another yeah and a lot of it has to do with things like stories i was working on at that time and tv shows i had been watching and things that i had been thinking about and then 
I could never trace it back to what people were saying to me, but I'm, I assume there is some of that in it too, but it, they're very vivid memories. Um, but then it like, what's a movie that does this? Like I, I watched heaven can wait last night actually. And it's like, like the cloud scene in that. You ever see that movie? Like Warren Beatty quarterback gets hit actually yeah. by a car. Ironically. Um, and it's like you just drift in and out and yeah. it's things that trigger memories. And then all of a sudden in your head, you're full. So I was watching, it was when Friday Night Lights was a big show and it happened right after Thanksgiving. So there was, I don't know how long it was, but it was a whole scene in my head. I'm in Texas, dusty roads leading up to a football stadium and the whole cast and crew of, uh, Friday Night Lights is there and they're playing a game and then it was a recliner and uh, what was her name? Lila Lila Garrity like we were in a convenience store but it was like an old fashioned store and I'm just sitting in a chair in there like as they're like shopping or whatever and then it was like a whole it was a whole cross country trip with with sirens that I did trace back to when helicopters were landing at the hospital Okay. Because I was like on the eighth, seventh or eighth floor, and it was pretty near the top. I think that's where they put the people that were going to die. Um, so like when there was police chases in it, I think it had to do with the the, the rotors yeah. and the helicopter and all that. Okay. Long um, rambling answer. You guys didn't know what you were getting yourselves into. No. no. Happy, happy to hear it, um, you know, because <laughs> what that means is that you survived and you're here to tell us the story. Yeah. And that, that's but also, the best part. If, if I may, that's why I kind of have a problem with people who have the near-death experiences and think they saw God and yeah. saw their family members. Like, it's like I want to like like get on the mountaintop and scream, no, you fucking didn't. Like you just went to church a couple weeks earlier and you saw your dead relatives and it wasn't God. Like, All the memories Burbo, blend. like yeah. Colton Burbo or something. <laughs> yeah, Col Colton yeah. Burbo. I'm more I'm more pissed off at Colton Burbo for making money than I am at Drew Maggery. <laughs> no, yeah. I I uh it is yeah. I think that um I mean, I, yeah, I have a question about your, so you've been a soccer dad for, uh, nigh upon, well, over a decade now, it sounds like, or, you know, we're coming up on that. Going on 13. Damn. So like, how did you, did you play soccer when you were uh, growing up? Did you play soccer? I did. Okay. I did. And how long did you play for? Did you just play when you were a kid? Did you play into high school? I played up through high school and then I was, I wasn't of any quality where I could have made the Delaware team in college. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, played gotcha. rec. I mean, I played rec ball. Yeah. I was it's, decent. I was honorable mention. But. Yeah. Because yeah, I gather that your son is quite good. That's the that's the vibe I get from everything you post. It might also be I mean, because you're I the greatest hype man a on little earth. More than, I, I build him up a little more than he is. Um, Are you going to tell him that you're on this podcast so he can listen? <laughs> he's not going to listen. Not yet. He's, he's kind of sick of the attention. That's why I haven't been, I've been posting that much. Yeah. Um, because he's in an age where now, like I had to like, I had to close off like my Insta and all like the, because he doesn't want his friends seeing yeah. me writing about him. And I get it. I mean, I didn't ever had to deal with that. Yeah. 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 But at the yeah. same time, I'm sure as hell not going to post pictures of him playing in Barcelona or in. Yeah. So that's, a, that's what I was going to ask you. So like he did, he, when he started playing when he was two, three, I'm, I'm sure like he did like a, you know, essentially like my son did an intramural thing where it's just like they do drills and they run around and they play like sharks and guppies and all that sort yeah, of nonsense yeah, 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 for yeah. a couple of years. And then this year, he was in his first league, and he really enjoyed it. But um, and now he's doing like indoor soccer, uh, which old? is more more drill based. He's going to be six in January. That's uh, awesome. So, um, but he really loves it. Like it's really fun. It's a thing that he really enjoys doing. Did your son also like just take to it right away? Yeah, um, he did. And it was be it was so we were in Philly. So when I would like push him around the neighborhood, like in that little like the car where you have like the arm yep. behind it. Yep. I would just end up at this soccer field and just roll a soccer ball. And he's like, he ain't kicking it. And then we had neighborhood. So East Falls, a neighborhood in Philly where we used to live. Um, all the kids from the neighborhood would play. And then right when we were moving to the suburbs, I took him for the tryouts for like, like higher level than neighborhood tryouts. And he made that team. So he's around all these. I mean, 
there are so many kids around him that are so like fantastically good. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll, he's never going to be a pro. I don't think unless he starts working a lot hard. Um, but like, he'll go, he'll do more with it than I did for sure. Like yeah. he's already beaten me. Um, but the access to playing with these top kids has kind of, he loves it to the point where I'm not scared of him of, I don't push him that hard. Like it, like I post a lot of stuff online. I get problem, but um, I'm not the, the drill sergeant kind yeah, of gotcha. dad, and I don't think he's going to ever push back. Like, dad, I don't want him. Yeah, yeah, I see what dad, you mean. You know? Yeah, I think that's the so. Like, I think what you say about like access to playing with lots of like really quality players is a thing that is. Um, I don't know. I've seen, so my wife, she has three cousins and they're all in college now and they were all like elite They're, I mean, all of them are six, six and taller, <laughs> essentially. They're all elite basketball players when they were young. Like, so what was funny was like when her, her cousin, Charlie, when I first met him, you know, I was 20 and he was, uh, whatever, four years old, six years old, whatever it is. And, uh, and I would go and play basketball with him and I would block every shot he took and everything it was great. I would just like completely bully the shit out of him when he was a six year old. Uh, and that's the kind of dad I am now too. Hell yeah. But, uh, then by the time he was like nine, he was almost the same height as me and he was like, you know, he could get, I would still beat him, but it was like a competition when he was like nine. And then by the time he was 11, he's just fucking pushing me around. Yeah. And, um, and so anyway, those kids were great. They were really good, but they, they went to a small like regional high school. They didn't go to like private school or anything. Uh, they played AAU a, a bit, but um, they, you know, they're not in a state where there was like a, an amazing uh, basketball program or amazing, you know, as many amazing basketball players to play around. And so, like, I would go see their high school games for all of them. What was very telling is I'd be like, "Oh, they're by by far the best kids on their own teams, and they're just surrounded by kids who are like they're just doing this in high school. They're never going to play at any other level." Yeah. Yeah. And so that's uh there's a way that you can you can also see like it's it's very kind of plain to see like I'd see them play against teams where the team they're playing against is just like a much higher caliber team. And it's like, Oh, it's, it's difficult to, uh, you have to like have other really high level competition, like push against every day or or you're, you're going to kind of come to a standstill. And so like two of them play D three basketball, but, um, I think that the reality is like they, they could have played, uh, I'm sure they could have played D two or even higher if they like were in a better situation. So one thing I like, like playing into that, the one thing I really like about how Loudon plays is like, even though there are kids out there that are a lot better, like when he's in pressure spots or like big games, motherfucker steps up. Like, yeah. And like, that's like, all right, all right. Now, like I've, I've, he likes not working hard at training, which pisses us. But, um, he's following after Allen Iverson. It's yeah, just practice yeah. or like messy, like the, I, I hated how the commentators were saying Messi walks more than anybody else because of Al Um, But like when there's a chance, like we, we, I coached them in a futsal tournament this last weekend. Um, they won, thanks, thankful. But like finals, like he just, all right, like he's like he's waltzing around, and then finals, he's like holding kids. Yeah, it's so that yeah. gives me hope that he's just a twelve-year-old kid that doesn't want to have to like commit to this as his job yeah but when it when when it comes time to make in the high school team and when it comes time to hopefully secure in like a college scholarship or or even a walk-on spot yeah he's going to step up when it matters and that's at the end of the day well, yeah did you did you notice his compete pick up a little bit when he started playing with the kids who were like clearly a, a step above what he was used to it it picked up when he noticed I they were they okay. were getting ahead of him. Yeah, it, that's the thing that's interesting is so like my son at this age being six is like he's played in one league his his team yeah. finished like four and four. Um, he scored four goals this season. He he is very big like he's really big for a not even six year old. Like his team was all kids who were five and six. He was only five. It was fall season and he was bigger than almost everyone on his team. So he, there's a way that he is not like, there's a huge advantage of being bigger than everyone when you play sports when you're a kid. So, uh, but there's an element of like in this indoor soccer league, there's like kids who do like, obviously do like soccer tutoring. Like there's kids who are just unbelievable. You're just like this six year old dribbling like a fucking pro. Thousands of them along the way. Yeah. Yes. So you, you see that and you're just like, and I, I, I 
watch him just like clumsily like try to run through those kids and i'm like i mean more power to him that's that he can still do that now that's those days are going to be numbered and i think i think you're right like i think that when he realizes it's like oh shit i can't actually dribble like that or i can't actually like defend that um i can't just like out muscle these kids the way that he's used to there, there's a way that uh it it'll be interesting to see how that plays out but yeah, start- by, this year is particularly weird because you're like the puberty starting to set in yeah. on some of them so you like you see these like ripped defenders and then like He's like, I mean, I don't, my God, I don't even know how you would gauge if your kid's having puberty yet. That's something yeah. I need to start worrying about. But, but it's, what's interesting is so I, going back to the, the, my wife's cousins who played uh, yeah, yeah. basketball is like, I remember watching her cousin Tommy, who was the youngest, like play when he was in ninth grade. And in ninth grade, it was like, his team was like three kids who were man sized and seven kids who were boy sized. And yeah, the yeah. same, the other team was like the same thing, where just like, there's, they, it is wild how that's such a, um, it's, it looks like you're watching like an 18 year old play against an 11 year old, like at times. Um, and so that, that's a really funny and interesting like pivot point for, uh, for any sports. But yeah, that was, I played, I played football, like I remember playing football at that age and just being like, I was like in between kind of, I was not a small kid by any means ever, but I wasn't a giant kid. And I was, you know, sometimes I play, I played mostly, uh, offensive line and defensive line. I, I would like sometimes go against kids where I was like, Oh, this kid's six, four and two eighty, And he's going <laughs> to fucking kill me. <laughs> like I'm literally, they're going to scrape my bones off this fucking field. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's a treat. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun time. Uh, what yeah. I was going to ask you too is so like you can tell, explain this to Sai Cause I don't think I've talked to Sai about this yet. Sai doesn't have kids, but explain how amazing it is to watch your like your son play sports like how much more fun that is than watching anyone else play sports i mean it's i mean i put that in the words um yeah i mean it's different and so i i, yeah, I don't even know how to answer that um it just is like it's like it's part of being a dad now i have one kid so it's different and it's um i mean it's do you get like it's just an extension of you i guess it's like i made this and now they're do you get that they're doing that do you get parent anxiety like when do you get like do you get like nervous for him or do you find like i get angry when he gets fucked over yeah um and i i'm not much of a tongue biter i've been trying to get better about this (laughs) um so if you were a hockey dad, would you be the equivalent of the dude who broke that glass in that video? No, <laughs> no, but I did. I, I've gotten really good at not screaming at refs because not because I'm ever wrong when I do, but because maybe even the pandemic impact this. I don't because I don't know if I changed my ways before that. Um I really I mean, I'm almost 50 years old, so I realize you probably shouldn't act like that at a child's game. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like they're they're they just can't even find people to officiate officiate kids' games anymore because of the. I think what it was is that I noticed how angry other parents were getting in a fashion that I thought was unnecessary, and I'm sure I've been that unnecessary upset before. But at the same time, I wasn't as busy them, and I didn't want to be like them. Like I don't know. It, it's so hard to explain. It's important to find a bar and make sure that you're not, you know, going yeah. going past that. Oh yeah, I mean, I almost got, I almost got into if my wife didn't pull me back. There was it was a they were playing a bunch of Russians from what's the Russian place? Is it Brooklyn, like Brighton Beach or something like that up in New York City? Okay. And they were just cheap shotting our kids. And I mean, me being me, I'm not one to bite my tongue. And like, I started chirping at them. And then there was like five of them surrounding me, men and women, it might've been more than five. And one of our, our kids, his teammates' parents, like spoke Russian and they were like saying they were going to like take me out to the parking lot and whatnot. But I mean, I wasn't going to back down, but at the same time, I don't want to get into a knife fight at my son's when he's like nine years old soccer game. Cause I think that's all how old he was then. Yeah, that's rough. That would, that would not be the best yeah. maybe, but, but I wouldn't uh, back down. I mean, I would go. This kind of reminds me of the the story of how uh, there were some fans that were chirping Jokic and his brothers were like chasing them down. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Actually, that did remind me of it when it was that like because weren't there was like two of the brothers there at a game? Where, yeah, where yeah, in. the Jokic brothers. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've not been, I mean, I'm not, my son's still very much in the instructional phase, so it's, it's a lot of nothing, but 
there was give one it to, give it two years exactly well there's one point this season when he uh like he really he really wants to win he's a real competitor he wants to win it literally everything he does which will serve him well but also will uh make him upset a lot of times like that's yeah. he's gonna live with the he's more like my wife in that regard like i always wanted to win but i was not my wife is like incredibly competitive so um anyway at one point during the season he was playing and and uh there was a game where he got like just fucking nailed by some kids some kid just like came over and just you know elbowed him threw him on the ground uh just like tossed him and uh all the other parents on our team were like whoa like and one of the dads was like yelling he was like what the like because there's no fouls or anything like they don't know what the fuck they're doing they're five and six but uh, my son, to his credit, instantly got up and then just fucking creamed that kid. Just like yeah. <laughs> instantly Fuck stole yeah. the ball away from him and creamed him in return. And the coach looked over to me, his coach, and he was just like, he was like, well, he's going to be fine. He'll be a competitor. He's like, his, the coach, like, you know, played college soccer, plays high level soccer. He's a keeper. And he's just like, yeah, that's the, that's the kind of attitude you have to have when shit like that happens. It's interesting to see your kids bounce back from stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see how I will uh, react to that. I'm very, like, when he's playing, it's, for me, it's like the most fun uh, thing. And he, the other thing I really love is like, just, I don't know, it just brings him a lot of joy to play. That's the, that's the main thing is like, I don't really, like, he doesn't like indoor soccer as much because it's not team based. He really likes, he clearly identifies with being on a team, really likes being on a team. Sure. But uh, my wife and I were talking to him. We're just like, you, you got to play indoor because if you don't play indoor, you're not going to play much in the winter. It's going to be too cold, and then you're gonna you're gonna want to be good in the spring. You're not going to be as good as you want to be. So yeah, because I mean, what, during the pandemic, they they have moved everything pretty much outdoors. Yeah, and I mean, there have been like it may get colder up there. Obviously, it does, but it, like like twenty degree games. But they're yeah. older. Like it's like they're. Like ten, eleven, twelve. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna run a six year old outside in that weather. No, he, he. I mean, he. The difference is like, so my kids go to outdoor school. They're outside for school all day, every day, and uh, and they're in like crazy uh, jumpsuit parkas, and it's very funny. But it's like outside a very, school. Yeah, man. It's uh, yeah, it's the craziest shit I've ever heard. It's all the rage. Like living. Is up there here. an episode about this that I can look up? Uh, no, but I, I mean, I can tell. I, I don't think I've talked about this on the show that much. So, basically, my son, when he started going to COVID, he started going to uh, kindergarten or not kindergarten uh, to preschool, and then COVID started like literally a month, two months later, because he started yeah. in January. In January, so he only went to preschool for like two months. And it was COVID. We didn't set him the following year. And then the following year, we're, my, we were still like, well, you know, we're trying to be super careful. So uh, my wife was like, well, I think he'd be, he, he's a super high energy kid. And so she's like, I think he'd do really well, like a, a school where there's like more physical activity and less sitting at a day. So we looked it up and we found a, a nature school that was near us. Um, that's private. It costs a not, it's a not insubstantial amount of money, I'll just say. Uh, but it's a small class. It's only six kids and it's a hundred percent outside. And, uh, and it's like, so we went for preschool there this year. He's there for kindergarten. Next year, I'll go to like a more traditional school. Um, but my daughter is there in preschool as well. So, uh, it's, it's funny having them go together and, uh, and yeah, it's been a, an interesting, uh, getting them ready in the morning is, is a bit of a struggle. Oh, like getting a three-year-old and a five-year-old uh, ready in a whole bunch of winter gear is maybe not the the most fun way to begin every weekday. But what's the uh, temperature where it's it's too cold for school? There is none. They'll go out in literally anything. I think if it was like below zero, they'd probably go into. She has like a um, a shed that they might go into, um, <laughs> but she just has like a huge amount of property and uh, and and they they like last summer last year. They made like a fire one of the days when it was really cold. So they had like a campfire and they like hung out around the fire and read books and stuff. But yeah, it's like all she has like an outdoor kitchen that they like do stuff in. They like prepare foods together and she has a huge garden. And um, my daughter's like super into like finding salamanders and petting them. And nice. Um, but it, it's it's really cool. They really, really enjoy it. They're learning a lot about science. He's definitely he loves reading. Uh, he's learning a lot of learning how to read a lot of words. Uh, very into math. Um yeah, it's, it's cool. It's a really fun thing that we uh, are blessed to be able to do uh, financially in our lives. Cause, That's awesome. Um, yeah, but it, it is definitely different. And there are some parents who hear about it and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's insane. But I mean, I, I, I was what, like, I, I didn't say that's insane, but I'm like, what's, what the fuck's an outside school? Yeah, man. I did it's want a, to know that. It's a, it's a, it, there's like a big, uh, it's a bigger movement in, 
I, th- I think in Hippie like the Nordics. Communes. Yeah, I think it's yeah. like a, it's big in the Nordics in Europe, essentially. I think that that's like where it began, which wouldn't shock you. Eh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's like a whole like there's a there's a website called outdoorschoolshop.com or something where like you can buy gear and um, yeah, it's just it's hilarious seeing pictures of like six little kids dressed up in like head to toe bright color uh, parkas and stuff. Are there separate grades or is it like like? No, this is just she just says kinder. Uh, preschool kindergarten and it's all together so it's like okay. it's a it's a combination of like you know it, she kind of lets them decide what they're interested in to some degree so she has like a lesson plan but um it's very like biology focused obviously so there's like a there's like a um there's like a pool like a natural pool near her on her property so they can go and like see like you know as things change nice um so yeah they're they're learning a ton of stuff my son will sometimes be like you know a dog shit that he mentioned earlier that he cleaned up uh putting that aside but he's like they're not neither of my kids are like grossed out by bugs or snakes or anything like that they're very interested in the natural world and uh and sometimes they'll be like yeah that's a they'll like point to things they'll be like oh that's graphite or I'll be like, what the fuck? like they they are they're learning a lot more than i ever learned uh, about biology i'll just put it that that's way. cool yeah um As so 37 year old man i could not tell you what graphite like identify graphite out in nature they'll they'll identify lots of stuff it's it's wild um well that's what i think my tennis racket used to be graphite (laughs) that's right (laughs) probably graphite's not a good example but uh yeah so uh other question for you so we should go back to Messi because i want to ask this there's some speculation that he might come to mls this season there's some talk that he might come to miami your thoughts would you be excited for that Nah, i mean I don't think it's going to happen because the the weird thing about soccer media that I found in paying attention to it is like they just like throw these nonsensical stories out there. Um, now, do you think that happens more than in other sports media? Yeah, for sure, for sure. What would he What would he stand to gain from going to MLS? Hasn't he accomplished everything? Like in the soccer world, I feel like MLS is like going to the the a, a double A team from winning the World Cup. It's not well. I mean, from winning the cup, sure, but um, no, it's not. I would say MLS ranks somewhere <clears throat> like sixth, seventh, eighth best league. Yeah, now it's climbed there is quite a, a lot bit. of talent there now. It's climbed um, a bit from like I think. Sorry, I think there's people who don't pay attention to that league that are under the impression that it's still like the 25th best league in the world. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely yeah. a lot higher than that. Well, at this point. I, I know it's gotten better and I do follow like the revolution in the standings and stuff like that. Like it's, it's like last year when they um, flamed out after having the best uh, overall record in the whole yeah. league. Um, but I, I just didn't, I didn't quite think it was uh, where, no. where but, um, it. he will eventually come here. I think he'll, well, but at the same time, like, so the other day I was saying like, if Messi never plays another game again, I'm fine. Like mm. he's he's accomplished everything. I think it goes to the point that like what else can you do? Like yeah, after you right. after you after you achieve the ultimate goal and the ultimate white whale that's been of like eluding you for so long, like what I mean, what else is there? And now oh. he has to go back and play in France. Yeah. And then he has to go back and sign a new contract with the team in Paris. Yeah, in PSG. Or I don't see him going back to Barcelona. I think there will be a stop. He will come to Miami and what he has to gain by part ownership in the team from David Beckham. Okay. He already owns a floor in a building in South Beach. So they're already... Miami is the... I mean, probably stats will say this is wrong, but I'm not. Um, Miami is the most international town, at at least for Latin America. um, But... Like, but that's like more of the a smaller yeah. town. You got that whole Buenos Aires like yeah. vibe there. Yeah. So well, he'll go there. For, I would love it because that would mean my my fourteen hundred dollar a year season tickets will let me like go down to a round, maybe like shake Messi's hand. Yeah, right. You know, um, that's awesome. No, but it won't part, happen this year. Yeah. I don't think because I think he's gonna re up with. Yeah, but maybe not. Maybe I, will be here. I think he's going to sign with Napoli. I'm just going to float that out there. Just going to speculate wildly about nonsense. It's not going to nah, happen because that would be that would be kind of spitting on Maradona's grave in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that there's a way that uh, for Miami, I think the appeal of that too is like Miami is very uh, so. Like Messi's obviously you know an Argentine, but the he's also been in Europe for more than half of his life at this point. So he's also a European, more or less. Miami, in addition to being very 
hospitable to Latin America is also very European. And so I think that it's like a good confluence of uh, probably his whole life. I could see him fitting in very nicely there versus like in L.A. I think maybe maybe is better. I mean, Barcelona was the uh, if, if not my favorite city that I've ever been. Yeah. Now, um, is Barcelona and PSG are they both Superliga? Is that where, where does I think if that were to happen, I think they would be okay. But that's not going to happen. What, where so when Barcelona plays like regular season games, like what they play La Liga and okay, yeah, PSG Sorry. plays uh, Liga one, one in, in France. In, but then what happened like with all like different countries, best teams, that's called Champions League UEFA. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, they will so I know play, nothing about each other. International soccer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Sorry, good, it's good stuff. Uh, but yeah, there's uh yeah, the um I mean PSG is essentially like the Yankees of of uh League One, more or less. And uh and without yeah. twenty seven championships. Yeah. Uh well of League One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not uh, champions. No, yeah, of course, but uh, it's I don't know. I mean, I I uh, it would be cool for him to be in MLS. I don't. I think that like the thing that's very nice about seeing all these guys come to MLS the last you know essentially is it being like a maybe last stop for the last couple of years, year two, three before retirement is um, I, there's a way that like America loves exceptionalism and we love like star power. So I think that just like bringing credibility, even though it might not be these guys in, in their top uh, form. Yeah. Um, and I think the league's improved enough where there are super talented players everywhere where it's like, it's a good, uh, it's a good mix. And it's probably also a good experience for like their teammates to like play with these guys who are like, you know, world-class, even if they are uh, past their prime. Uh, I think that that's a, that's gotta be a cool learning experience for them. Yeah, you'll definitely see more of that before the World Cup is here. And was it 2026? Like, yeah. Messi will definitely do a season, I'll say. Like, yeah. Leading into like, at, but at the very tail end. But I don't know. I mean, he said he wants to play for Argentina again, right? Didn't he say he would play internationally for them again? I think he said he'll play internationally for them, but not in the World, World Cup. Cup. But the way he played this World Cup. It... Yeah, I know. Well, it's hard to – that's the thing that I think is underrated about all athletes is I can't imagine ever being like at the very top of your game and winning like that and then being like, you know what, but it's time for me to walk away. Like I get why people always hang on a little bit too long. I get why you always end up with Dan Marino throwing 26 interceptions and you always yeah. end up with Tom Brady looking like utter dog shit and with – uh you know, like Peyton Manning unable to throw a 10 yard pass like that. There's a reason why, like to use all American football examples, but there's a reason why that always happens, right? Like yep. it, it's just too, it's too hard. Like you don't, how do you, how do you know when you finished? You, you don't, you don't know until everyone can tell you. But Peyton won a Super Bowl being only able to throw the ball <laughs> 10 true. yards. So. Denver's defense won a Super Bowl with Peyton. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Von Miller, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's the that's the thing. Is like I, I can't. It would. It takes a real certain type of individual to be able to just walk away from that. And that's why. Yeah, I don't know. Like there was some speculation about him retiring or whatever. I'm like I don't. I don't think any. No one retires when they like after they conquer the world. That's not what people usually do. So it would be uh, a smart move. Yeah, I know. But who does a smart move? Let's no, be honest. Nobody ever. Like speaking of Brady, like guy could have fucking God. retired, could have retired, had Lost seven Super Bowls. Model wife. Yep, could have retired. He wanted to go, his family. He wanted to go four and thirteen. Yeah, I, I think he landed on his feet though. He's he's dating another uh, another model. To my oh, is it? Yeah. Oh wait, go figure. The guy who's worth a billion dollars landed on his feet. Who would have guessed? <laughs> I would have guessed that. Uh, all right. Well, we come to the end of the show. Uh, Brian, is there anything you'd like to plug this week? No, I'm good. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, you're on Twitter. Are you at Brian P. Hickey? Is that your handle? I am, but I have, um, because of all the, uh, yeah. the chaos, I've I've scrubbed all of my history. And Damn. I'm only going to pop in every once in a while. I, I, I went back on today because uh, Jim Gardner, the longtime anchor of Channel 6 News, Action News, it was his last uh, show today. Shout out to Jim. The great every every Philadelphia sports story or every news story that I know that I didn't write about um, is through his eyes. So that's awesome. And that's like when I was like five years old watching on a black and white television. Damn. Well, 
Uh, yeah, shouts to Jim Gardner. But uh, yeah, I think if you want to come over to our crazy Discord server where there's like eighty now, of the people, you're welcome. I've kind of, I've kind of said, let's let's close with that. Like, what the fuck is going on there? Like, I, I look in there. I'm not going to throw anybody under the butt. Like, Please I'll, do. I'll send you emails like about this because it's the same people who I was kind of sick of on Twitter. I see. Well, the same person actually. Um. But like, what is going on there? Like, is that just people like? It's okay to call out Curtis Weenus on this podcast. It's fine. Oh, oh, me and him is—he's a him, right? We've yeah. had each other blocked for like three, four years now. We just saw hung out with Weenus in person last weekend. We, uh, Sai and I, saw him in person uh, just a just a few short days ago. We saw Avatar two with him. Is, um, is like so? He's the short dude, right? He's yeah, but he's not is that way. Is that like a Twitter thing? No, he's not even. I mean, he's short, he's, but he's not like even. He's not like, like five six, five seven. Yeah, he's not like five yeah. one. Um, so but I don't even know why uh, we're blocked off. Like, yeah, I, who knows? But here's the thing: is uh, the Discord is just like a message board that's full of a bunch of bullshit, and uh, I I think that there's a way that like it's an interesting place to hang out. There are a lot of people in there, and there are some people who. Uh, there's there some people we don't even know who have popped in there and yeah uh, but yeah i don't know it's it's i think that like twitter it becomes increasingly a cesspool and uh, a place of nightmares so i recognize a, a, like a, a, a lot of the names i see on like the i'm figuring i'm turning 50 next year so it's kind of slower <laughs> for me now um like in the whole like rail like the i guess the option menu yeah, whatever yeah. you would call it yeah um so i do like i'm i've seen in the general i think i've even i may might have commented in there one um i recognize some of the names well let's just say something which is the free market will decide which social media platform is king yeah i don't think matt i think i i looked into you guys earlier today just so i could see what this this whole show was about and you already had done the one with like the mastodon or post one Mastodon's weird, and I'm never gonna. Yeah, it's too complicated. No one's gonna use that. It's bad. Um, Post if post comes into play and everything goes sideways with Twitter, maybe. But I'm at the point now where it's like, what the fuck do I gotta post? Like, yeah, I get you. I think we're at a bridge where there's nothing. I think that like Discord servers and things like that will be the interim, but there'll be something that's easier to use that'll come along in the next year or two, obviously. So. I'll just wait for that. Um, all right. I'll cool. tell you in the email that you sent me the link to who the one that uh, won it. Can't wait. It's going to be there. You're just going to be loud. Yeah. Sai, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah. Big loss for the people of Ireland today. Franco Harris passed away. So RIP. Yeah. Franco Harris. Everyone knows O'Harris, a real oh. Irishman. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Wow. Thanks. I Thanks, saw Cy. limited mentions of how he was defending, uh, Paterno about the Sandusky stuff. Oh, jeez. Yeah, not a lot of people bringing that up. Not a, not a lot of people bringing that up today. Mm-hmm. Either. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to plug uh, remembering uh, all the terrible things that Joe Paterno was involved in, but also I'm going to plug uh, being uh, you can edit a, this one. a soccer dad. And <laughs> Thanks, I. Uh, it's Are you going to take it. my Franco Harris thing up? No, no, no. That's good. That's good I'm, stuff. All right. Uh, I'm at Chitspin Size. It's Sci-Fi. The show is at Rounding Down. Rate and review us wherever you get podcasts. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And as always, for Brian, for Cy, for myself, for the citizens of Philadelphia, for Broncos fans everywhere, and of course, for John Elway. Fuck you. See you later. Rounding Down is created by Chip. Produced by Chip and Cy. Music by Corey Major. And artwork by Sean This was a Buzzcast Network production. Wow.